Oh, my God, excuse me. Nice. <laughs> what a start. What Such a, a start. pathetic little bel- belch as well. Uh, oh, that's better. Welcome to episode 188 of Labs Gamer Radio. I'm your host, Mark Hamer, and joining me tonight is Mark Chazzy Ray. How are you? Hello. I'm doing very well, thank you. Good, good. And back for the first time since, as I checked down here, the 25th of May, <laughs> Adam the Fucker Ducker. Hey. <laughs> Adam, where have you been? Oh, ironically enough, I did go to England and back in that time. <laughs> This is true, actually. Yeah, yeah we did, yeah. none of us saw you. No, uh, yeah, we have no definitive proof that you were here. I mean, I have picture proof of myself at a wedding, which was in Somerset. I yeah, guess. Photoshop, uh, yeah. mate. But yeah, came back, sat in quarantine, had to do over the course of the trip. I think we took seven COVID tests to meet all of the obligations. Coming and going, and attending this wedding that we went to. Going, I understand. Coming, I I don't. Yeah, so we at all. We had to take. We're the plague island. Yeah, um, Canada being Canada, super, especially. Well, I suppose it's federally actually, but being conservative, even though we have a liberal government, but about the cautious approach. So, it was only like a couple of weeks before the wedding took place that we actually were cleared that because we were vaccinated we didn't have to quarantine because that was the big issue was because both me and my wife are back to work in offices uh we couldn't mm. we had to originally we would have had to quarantine for 14 days and it's like we can't do that right <laughs> um so when that changed that was okay but still same thing testing and they're extremely the tests like when we were in england we did the tests at home and then my dad mailed them for us but when you go and come back to Canada, like you do the test with somebody on a video that talks you through it to make sure you're doing it properly. And then they send an Uber driver to come and pick it up and take it to wow. the test. So they're making damn sure that that test is being taken by you and getting straight to the test center without being manipulated with. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and even now. Those where you just bung it in the post, yeah. Yeah. And even now, you guys have, everything's pretty much lifted over there, even if numbers are skyrocketing here and there. But for us, numbers are super yep. low, and we still have some rules in place. Like stores still have. It's because other capacity. countries take it like other countries take it super seriously. Um, I listened to um, Tim Heidecker's uh, Office Hours Live podcast, uh, and they get in the, that show's like like a morning zoo style like radio show, but you know Tim Heidecker's sense of humor, um, and uh, they get like a callers in from on on zoom from all over the world and they'll routinely have people coming from from australia and it's like uh yeah there's been one case of um covid in melbourne so the mm. entire city's locked down Bonkers. yeah but they've managed to keep their deaths super low like new zealand did the same thing um apparently like vietnam um their response to uh covid has been uh, incredibly effective like they took it incredibly seriously and locked down hard and just stamped it out in the early stages and yeah 
it's just us. Us in, us in America that just don't take it seriously. Yep. At all. Not um, yeah. Anyway. So what's life been been like in Canada then? With the, between the COVID restrictions and apparently every school is also a mass grave. Ooh. Yeah. It's a bit, That's so, a fucked up story. It's a, yeah, it's actually odd that you would say that because today is, when we're recording, is National uh, Truth and Reconciliation Day. So they've kind of put it as a side mm-hmm. as a day for people to start to come to terms with, I guess, some of that stuff that's been going on. Like, the US had obviously like a fucked up election and like BLM and stuff, and then Canada's had this reckoning that's kind of been on the horizon mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, so yeah, it's a pr- pretty grim. And I've been on some calls with people that are part of local indigenous networks, and it's pretty clear that like it shook that community. Um, so I think yeah. it's important that they put this day aside. And then um, I think it was yesterday they just announced that they're going to start actually working indigenous history into the school curriculums and stuff so you would like to think that means people at least have a better understanding of what's happened yeah Uh, yeah same with everywhere it's just if it's not like it's not just covid right covid seems to have truncated and compounded a whole bunch of other like societal issues or they just happen to happen in the same time and it's just like Mm. grim stuff right and hard to yeah manage sometimes Oh, yeah. Well, at least like they're making some changes to the curriculum there, and you like Canada actually has something like a Truth and Reconciliation Day. Yeah, I mean it's a good first step. It was the US doesn't have anything. No. They have like they have Black History Month. Yeah. Um, I don't think that there's a, there's any day where they think about what the, what they did to the Native Americans. I think because they're that little bit older. They have a Columbus Day where they celebrate the guy that started it. Yeah, it's kind of whitewashed <laughs> it again, right? And just. Uh, seemingly yeah. en masse happy to move along right in a way that i think canada being having more minority immigrants moving into the country and stuff i don't think canada could whitewash it in the same way the u.s has managed to right uh, no uh, or like we're trying to over here as well yeah to a certain extent yeah. um heavy stuff yeah yeah uh, sorry <laughs> da, 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 to bring da, 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 the, the podcast games. down um <laughs> Anyone been up to anything interesting recently? Started going back to football games. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, football's back. What's um what's the Canadian football scene? Mm-hmm. Canadian like, Premier League yeah. is in only its third season. Uh, right. But then I've also been, I went to a few Canadian national uh, games, World Cup qualifiers. It looks like they may actually qualify for the World Cup for the first time since nineteen eighty six. So yeah. Where do you reckon in like the pecking order of sports in Canada? Um, is football football is oh, way down the bottom do you reckon it's above American football mm, yes and no there's a lot of people that watch American football and care about it and then there's also the Canadian Football League that's a pretty decent following Like there's only like 8 teams in it or something but right yeah it's way down the pecking order even cricket's outtake, overtaking it now like <laughs> really build, yeah like they're building just because oh. there's a lot of uh Indian and West Indians that have immigrated here and like a lot of them are now okay, adults yeah. and stuff and some of it is definitely political posturing but like one of the mayors in one of the cities around here has promised to build like a 30 million dollar cricket ground and stuff so they can start getting 
like international 2020 games being played here and stuff and it's like that would be cool but it's still cool like it's infrastructure um yeah Yeah, a stadium where there might be gigs and stuff so yeah could be sure but yeah so it's been but fun. it is it's like hockey or nothing for most Canadians hockey right, still. basketball as well because I guess the Raptors won mm-hmm. with the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, won the world champions like whatever it was mm. two three years ago now I'm guessing football over there is just like what you'd see on Channel Four like back in the nineties over here <laughs> yeah like up there down there with like Kabaddi and yeah like, like mad sports like curling and stuff yeah they, it's not yeah people don't get that it's actually professionally played I don't think they think it's just something kids play. Gotcha. Yeah, to get the equivalent. What was that show that was on when we were kids? Transworld Sports. Transworld, Transworld Sports. Yeah, Sports. Yeah. 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 So oh good. God. The number of random like, crap. Like, so just... many sports. You're like, I don't understand how this exists, but I can't stop watching it. Yeah. And they were just, they, it was whatever they could get the rights to, wasn't it? They didn't care yeah. Like, yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, anything. Yeah, so good. <laughs> oh, right. man, I miss it. I miss that. Like uh, you can always catch that and Football Italia. Yeah, with, with um, what's his name? James Richardson. James Richardson. We also yeah. used to have a grandstand, didn't we? Which used to showcase a whole bunch yeah. of other sports before final score was on yeah. on a Saturday. Or World Sport with Dickie Davis. Yeah. Ski yeah. Sunday as well. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. These things have just got lost. <laughs> They're all gone. Yeah. They've all gone. You only get to oh, see Ski Sunday still going. You get to is it's it? all jazzed is up it, and modern. Uh, oh. But isn't it like buried in like one of the Sky channels now and it's not on terrestrial no, TV? No, I, thought, I thought I saw it on BBC Two. I thought it was a no, Star uh, surely not. It's now like the Bell Brothers know. and that it's like snowboarding and all the kind of like Rad X game stuff. And Okay. You know, yeah. It's that's, a bit more. that's probably oh, slightly more interesting. Right, than, yeah. Yeah, it's it's still... less Franz Clamour and like, you know, yeah. grainy yeah. Eastern European footage, you know. Weird. But yeah. Fair play. So there is still some sport on BBC. Yeah. That's it. It hasn't all ended up go. on Sky and BT Sports and what's the B was it B in sports? B in sports. The one yeah, from yeah. the Middle East. Middle East, yeah. Yeah. Don't know what happened to them if they're still going. Yeah, I'm they still exist. They didn't, like, take off I don't know if they're in every I'm surprised single they didn't take now. off more. But like it's the sort of thing that they could pump so much money into that it would like you know, overtake yeah. it. I think they're bigger in the Middle Sports East, obviously, contender. but then they still yeah. exist over here, just they don't really have the rights to anything anymore, like football-wise, like the no. popular sports. Um, but they do; they are still here. Like, there's things like handball and stuff and, like, tennis. Mm. But, yeah, they still exist. Mm. Speaking of Middle East and sports, it's all that... Uh... <laughs> Formula One signed a 10-year deal for a Grand Prix in Qatar. Yeah, of course. So that brings... Um, it's really, really cool. I mean, it's it's just one of those things that you kind of expect the FIA to do and Formula One to do. But, like, F1 have had this, like, we race as one anti-racism pro-LGBTQ campaign running for, for, for a few years. And yet there's a Grand Prix in Saudi Arabia this year mm-hmm. where... Homosexuality, homosexuality is illegal and then they've signed a 10 year deal with Qatar where homosexuality is illegal so yeah. good one yeah. F1 nice. good job well done hope you got paid um, should we talk about video games yeah uh, Adam as you haven't been on for years um, <laughs> What have you been playing? I know at least one of the games you're going to talk about, and I'm really excited to hear you talk about it because it looks incredible. Yeah. Um, 
I guess I'll start with stuff I beat when I was on my trip. Would make the most sense. Sure. So I took my Switch with me. Took a bunch of games like Mario, Paper Mario, and Monster Hunter, and then proceeded not to play any of you them. You love a Paper Mario game, I don't you? I fucking love Paper Mario. It's so good. <laughs> Even the ones that people don't like. Like, yeah, you're right. Is What is it? Like, like the Wii U one. The Wii U one, like a year ago when I was between jobs. I yeah. took my week off that I had between jobs. I played the Wii U Paper Mario and nothing else for yeah. like seven days straight. Um, so yeah, Paper Mario the Origami King I took, but didn't spend as much time as I'd like. It's, it's the same thing. It's not as good as the old Paper Mario games, and it has a like shunky like uh, weird battle weird system. battle system where you're using like these spinning wheel like in a grid system, and it's just it's not particularly fun. Uh, it's another one where you don't level up by combat, so you try your best to avoid combat because. There's no point to it. You level up by picking up items in the world and stuff and by buying items and um, as you progress through the story. So it's like you just avoid combat at all costs and that game's quite good. <laughs> it just seems stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I The first game I beat whilst I was on my trip is uh, Beat Cop, which is like a side-scrolling oh. game where you're a beat cop and it's like got, you're trying to retire and you've been busted in some diamond heist. And basically, you're just patrolling the streets, giving it's like 2D, very low res, like pixel art. And you're kind of giving people tickets for parking their cars in the wrong place. And you have like a ticket limit per game, uh, per day. And you kind of work through, I think it's like 21 days and stuff. Pretty addictive. It has like a bigger plot that plays into you. Kind of have there's like a gang system, so you can go, uh, you can align yourself with like the mafia or like a blood gang that's there. Well, the only thing that's worth mentioning it, and it kind of ties to what you said about F1, for just no reason, and it's not funny, it has, like, a bunch of homophobic slurs. There's, a, like, a black gang in the um, street that just get called all kinds of names that you would not repeat. And it's just like, why? This game didn't need this. And then the weird thing is, they have, like, a disclaimer at the beginning that kind of says this game will offend... Just remember, it's not serious. It's artistic license and just a bit of fun. And it's like, okay, does that mean you can just say whatever the oh, hell yeah. you like and be offensive? Cool, okay. Just put a disclaimer at the front, lads. Don't worry, we'll put all this yeah. racist stuff in. Yeah, there. yeah. Don't worry, it's is definitely it still not our opinion. Beat Cop game. Sorry? Is this still Beat Cop? Yes, yeah, this is still Beat Cop, yeah. yeah. Okay. Bonkers. Uh, I also played Overboard. Um, ah yes okay i'm forgetting who the hell that's made by it's somebody famous isn't it's it? the same people that did 80 days i know that That was it yes uh inkle yeah yeah uh so another 2d game um kind of like oh, i've picked the wrong game that's overboard on the playstation one that's made by inkle <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> I'll look at what you. Uh, yeah, it's like a murder mystery whodunit where you did it and you're trying to. Like a reverse mm. murder mystery and you're trying to unravel how you can get away with it and who's seen you and stuff and trying to get the best possible outcome so that you can cover up that you killed your husband and also live a happy life afterwards. You can. And it's really good. Like you rewind time to go and repeat things and like. Um, it's one of those where. Almost like a time loop game, but not quite where like information you got from the previous playthroughs uh, can be used to your advantage in the uh, like later on and stuff, or it gives you extra 
uh, options for conversations. So yeah, really good. Uh, Mark, I think you played my next one, The Ascent. You played some um, of it. Yeah, I've played some of it. I need to get back to yeah, it. Yeah, so I beat that. Um, at its core, just a very good like top-down shooter, uh, set in like a yeah. cyberpunk world. Um, mm-hmm. But there's more to it than that. Like it's got, I think it's got a really good story, and it's got a really believable world so it's called the ascent because you start your you you live in a world that's essentially like a big stack and you start your way at the very bottom which is like dungeon sewers and you're trying to progress work your way through society so you can be the upper crust essentially and not be in servitude for the rest of your life and i don't think i've ever played a game where the environment makes so much sense like you can see parts of the stack in the distance and you'll take like elevators down or go across and stuff or you'll take like even taking like a spiral staircase down to a separate part of the area and then the way it's all everything's stacked in a way that's purposeful not like when a lot of video games you'll see a building walk in the door and what's inside the building doesn't necessarily scale to what's especially in this type of game like or you'll be very limited in what areas you can go in so it's not breathable and a believable world in that there's a whole bunch to do. Like, there are side quests and stuff, but just the way the world's packed and, like, little touches. Like, there's a nightclub you collect a lot of missions from and you go in the kitchen there and there's, like... It's not just, like, one chef cooking for this entire massive nightclub. Like, there's a whole bunch of, like, sous chefs and pot washers in there and different ingredients and all these different knives and stuff. And it's just super believable. Uh, And I guess Mm. it's made possible because it's, like, top-down, so it's a little bit easier to do. Like, I'd love to yeah. see, like, a Wasteland-style game in this environment or something like that. Um, it's also, yeah, so that's like... what I thought this was going to be when I yeah. first saw it. Yeah. It's, um... Well, I, I, I thought it was going to be more of, like, um... Cyberpunk Diablo. And it's yeah. kind of, like, halfway yeah. between. Sort it's of got, like, a Diablo-esque, like, dungeon-running twin-stick sort of thing with the, the guns and abilities... You know, Diablo doesn't have guns, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> but then it's got like a, but it's more of an RPG. Um, yeah, it is. Like it's insanely detailed. It's very well written from what I've played so far. Um, it is though, with all that that detail and like the what's going on in the world, incredibly resource hungry. So. Um, uh, I, I talked. I think I talked about this on a, a few episodes ago when I was. Uh, we were trying to play um, some. Uh, me, Column, and a couple of the guys from um, Geekitude tried to play some together. Oh yeah. And I was on PC. They were both on Xbox One S's. No, Xbox Series S's. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of them was on a Xbox One S. And it took like four minutes for the oh, game to load. And then when it finally loaded it in, like um, the character would load in, but the environment wouldn't. And it took ages for the, the environment to load in. And then it, it, even when they fully load in, it, it just chugged. There's a weird thing with boxes said, this like, game, the game as well. really chugged for them. Then if you notice, like cardboard boxes just roll around in the game. <laughs> yeah, there's some weird physics-y things in there. But, um, yeah. yeah. But, um, it's a stunning game. Yeah, it's yeah. so uh, absolutely I've stunning. To, I've got to get back to it. And to be fair, like, like I say, it's just game pass laps. So well built, and like there's bits where you go into like a computer core, and it's just like it makes sense. Like you go into the screen, 
and like a big door opens and then you're on like this cable car thing but it's all to scale in a way that's just like perfect and then it's so like the camera and it mm. makes good use of the camera like zooming in and out kind of to show you that scale mm. um yeah really good game definitely recommend it and then before we get to the thing that you want me to yeah. talk about mark uh, i beat both psychonauts one and psychonauts two and they're both really good games well, Back to back or not back to different? back, but a bit of gap right. in the middle, like a three month gap. Like I beat Psychonauts just when I got it would have been just when I got back off my trip and then I just beat Psychonauts right. two last week. Cool. How long are they? Uh, the first one you can probably beat in like six to eight hours. It's not too long. Yeah, I've heard like this sort of the is the second one about sort of around about the sort of twelve. Yeah, twelve, fourteen, fifteen, okay. somewhere around that. Eighteen, sort of. But yeah, just so well. I'm written. interested. I like. I really like Double Fine. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, I've, I've been. Uh, yeah, but I'm interested. I, I, there's no way that they're going to leave Game Pass now, right? No, because I guess they're Microsoft they're first party, aren't they? They should be on there for good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I will add those to the list. They're definitely ones I want to. I want to play. Yeah. Like really but, good um, um, depictions of mental health in a strange way. Like, sure, mm-hmm. they're absurd, cartoony. Like, not everybody with mental health has the image of, like, a bull running around a street in their head. Um, That's one of the things that happens in the first game. But it's just a really good... And there is nuance to some of the discussions. And, like, each... Certainly in the first game, each uh, person's head you can jump into. um, It depicts, like, different types of mental health or different types of, like, woes that people have been, like, mental blocks people are trying to get over to progress with their lives. Two's a little bit different in that it kind of centers on a couple of different characters to and get to one point, but still really clever. Those games are more accomplished platformers than I think people give them credit for. Like, the first one's an original Xbox game, and you think back to that era, there was a lot of, like, janky mm. character 3D platformers, and it's, sure, it's simplistic, but it's still really good. And if I was to pick one, I think Psychonauts 2 is the more polished game. And like better, and it feels like they've really honed their writing craft at Double Fine for sure, or like Tim <coughs> Schafer has in particular, I guess. Um, hmm. So I'm excited to see what they can do because a lot of their games have always been like really good conceits and clever and funny, but they've never. It's been a long time since they feel they like they've had the budget. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like being on Game Pass might just give them the time to breathe. Right. I remember playing that. Um, what was that point and click one? like broken age had a really really big budget a uh, broken age uh, yeah like elijah wood and people like that in the voice cast and it's like i played a bunch of it and it just never really gelled yeah i didn't get really with it, yeah. for me no but I, but there were elements of it i really like yeah um so yeah i'm i'm interested in playing these yeah it's definitely worth it and i feel like yeah now they can mm. just do what they want and they don't necessarily have to worry about meeting publisher demands because microsoft will be like we've got other games on game pass whatever take your time so it'll be interesting yeah. um mm-hmm. and then yeah and then the last thing i guess i'll talk about is uh an artful escape which you guys watched me play oh, damn, stream i was hoping morning. you were going to talk about um i was hoping you were going to talk about e-football oh god <laughs> all right let's talk about artful escape then we can talk about e-football i've erased that from my okay. mind already uh, Alpha <laughs> Escape is another one on Games Pass. It's like a mm. space opera 
2D platformer dialogue driven game kind of. Um it takes a real hard left turn. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, right about yeah. the time that you meet um Matey Boy from Predator. Carl Weathers, yeah. Carl Weathers. <laughs> Which is an absurd <laughs> sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, right up until then, it was like, oh, this looks like a sort of, like, an oxen-free oxen kind of game. After party, you know. That yeah, yeah, but it like a very, no very of... night school studio sort of thing, but all about, like, a um, Bob Dylan-style 60s folk yeah. musician. Who's struggling to um, get out of his uncle's shadow and is kind of being um, almost, like, used as a vehicle. Like, somebody's hosting a gig in his local local town and he's the talent but he's been advertised as his much famous more famous uncle's nephew not as his own like personality or his yeah. own musical Try identity and find his own voice type situation. Uh, yeah so it's all yeah. that and it almost a completely different style of game but it reminded me a little bit of night in the woods in its style i know night in the woods mm. has got animals taking the yeah. place of humans but there's nothing particularly uh, paranormal about most of Night in the Woods. And then, yeah, like you said, Artful Escapes has a real weird... So you've got all that cool like character pieces, talking to all these people, getting to know the town a little bit, getting to know your friends. And then you go to sleep for the night and then an alien comes down. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> hey, you've got to take a journey with us. And the game completely changed. You get like a suit that looks like a Tron suit. And then... Yeah, you're like teleported to a spaceship that's called the Lung, and I just got up to mm. a bit where I'm learning about Carl Weathers' like history as a musician and how he became the greatest musician in the universe. We're all going on this journey of self-discovery, and I don't know. It's weird. So as the game's through, there's a very um, Rufus vibe about Carl Weathers' yeah. character yeah. from Bill and Ted. It's just it's weird. So it's lost all those character moments in the bit I'm in now, and I'm kind of just like doing a lot of platforming and like air guitaring through the there's a lot of slides in it and it'll get you to slide as as you're and you'll press you just hold x down and you shred on this guitar you have and then everything's like the environment's kind of lighting up as you're gliding through it so i mean like it's a very simplistic yeah sort of, um, and it looks beautiful like a uh, rhythm action type stuff yeah but not even it? rhythm action because you're kind of just pressing one button for most of it and then you get to like a stop where there's no bridge and you have to press to do like a slam attack press y and jump on it and it opens up a bridge um, i think what chazzy was getting at was there was like the simon oh the simon says, says the simon says stuff yeah, yeah exactly so yeah so you do that you kind of shred with people to make very simplistic tunes and it's oddly the the way it looks it looks like a gamecube controller <laughs> don't know if you guys noticed that yeah yeah it's got, like, it did actually with like the sort of like, like kidney shaped yeah yeah <laughs> um, i was like maybe these guys just who developed it really love the uh GameCube controller. Yeah. But yes, it's a weird game. Controversial opinion. I think it's one of the greatest controllers ever made. I love the GameCube Oh, controller. I love it too. I bought an adapter just so I could yeah. play the Mario Sunshine on that collection that came out. Nice. When I get around to playing it, I want to play it as God intended. Yeah. <laughs> on a GameCube controller. Exactly. I'm not using bloody Joy-Cons to play that. Would he sick? Hell no. <laughs> so yeah, good game. I hope it does get back to some more of that character stuff and about this guy finding mm. himself because... If it all just ends up being like voiceovers whilst I'm wailing around in environments that light up, I'm gonna get bored of it pretty soon. It's a short game; it's only meant to be like four hours long, and I'm maybe yeah. like two into it. So <clears throat> maybe this journey bit is just him discovering himself, and I'll get back to something else. Um, mm. 
but yeah, real good. Um, character stuff in there, and then yeah, all right, we can talk about eFootball 2022. Uh, <laughs> came out today. Wow, Whew, mm. they did. So it is already the worst reviewed game in Steam history. Yeah, it is wow. horrendous. Mm-hmm. Um, I only played the one game of it. Uh, it's, what's really shocking is they took a year out last year to make this game and said we're coming back it'll be better than ever they released it as a free to play game it's really not a free to play game it's a demo at this point because all you mm-hmm. can do is play <clears throat> an unfinished demo yeah. yeah all you can do is play unfinished uh, you can play rand- get one off games against random people and you can play local multiplayer but you only get to pick from like eight licensed team when you eight licensed teams when you're playing for multi uh local multiplayer and just whew, they move to the unreal engine who else do they have um the license for these days apart from juve i don't really know i think they have barcelona which is why messi is awkwardly in some random like, oh e-sports yeah jersey they on scanned the his screen. face yeah. <laughs> they didn't just like EA when they made FIFA. They had to like just make his face from scratch, and it looks like Messi. Konami got to scan Messi's yeah. face, and he looks like a monster. Yeah, and like even it's like game that I streamed. I was playing. It was Portugal versus Argentina. Is the default game it puts you through? And Ronaldo looks right. like Ronaldo, but stretched over somebody else's face because <laughs> his yeah, yeah. sort of weirdly <laughs> wide head. Yeah, it was just like it looked like. Um, do you remember in Men in Black? Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Vincent D'Onofrio's character, the farmer dude. Oh, the farmer get, like, guy. The cockro- yes, cockroach yes, monsters yes. like inside his like, and he skin. like pulls he pulls the skin at the back of his head up. Yes, it does to look make like it tighter that. on his face. <sighs> yeah, Ronaldo looked like that. <laughs> yeah, it's horrendous. I, yeah, <sighs> it doesn't play well. Whatever this move mm. to, um. Unreal, unreal engines unreal, not work unreal, like the unreal. players shoulders yeah. look really boxy um they, i don't understand why they did it because like the fox engine they spent i don't know how much yeah. money they spent and what have they really got um, out of it metal gear 5 building a new engine well they made a couple of pro evos they made mgs5 and they made that metal gear survive oh, game yeah i think that's it like that they can't have got their money's worth and then they just cheaper. moved to unreal I wonder if it's because the Fox engine is quite bespoke, quite difficult. It must be quite difficult to work with, right? Whereas they can get the Unreal engine in, but it works. Any yeah. cheap developer in to kind of like throw at it. But it, yeah, but it, but it worked. Like the last yeah. proper Pro Evo was good. Was good. It was yeah, really like we good. We spent a lot of time playing that in that tournament, and a few of us played the yeah. their version of. Um, Ultimate Team. It was called. To be fair, like the, the way the ball works, the physics on the ball, the physics on the players. Like there was something about that that felt slightly more, slightly less canned in its animations yep. and stuff, right? Less arcadey, yeah. more yeah, less arcadey, yeah. More like, like, like uh, like um, if if you were to com- if you draw a comparison to them and like racing games, then like um, uh, FIFA would be like Forza Horizon yeah. and um, yeah. and Prava would be like Assetto Corsa. Or Gran yeah, Turismo Turismo's or something one, like that. Yeah, or something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how, how's, how does this new one feel then? Fucking terrible. Yeah. Um. <laughs> mm. 
I heard, I've, I went and looked it up, uh, some reviews, and a lot of people saying, like, you remember when they used to play football with, like, a big, heavy yeah, leather ball, it and it would like. just get wet? Yeah. And it's and like, it yeah, it's like that's heavier. what the game feels like at all. Yeah. Like the ball feels incredibly heavy. But you hold the down A to play the most powerful ball you can across the floor, and it barely moves. It's like you mm. almost need to but use the through ball. Times, it absolutely rockets off the pitch. It's like it, so. I think that's when I was using like a through ball. Can't make its mind up. Yeah, yeah. I think when I was using like, it's like it can't make its mind yeah. up. It's either like the ball's really heavy or really light. Yeah, but depending on the context. And then I don't know if when you guys were watching, you saw the. I think it was the first goal I conceded where my keeper just came out and went walkies. Um, I've yeah, seen yeah. a lot of videos of people with the same thing. Keep keepers just walking straight past the, like some running like full. Like at least mine turned back around and tried to run towards the goal, but yeah. uh, it's just there's. A, I know there's a line to find. Like FIFA, there's always that thing that people say, "Oh, the keepers it'll script and the keepers will become unbeatable at times." But like you can't have it like this where no, players just do whatever no. the hell they want. I mean, I literally literally saw one video on Twitter where. Ball comes in, like gets crossed in from a corner, and then the striker just goes invisible. Yeah, all you've got is the little reticle on the on the pitch. Yeah, there's one of a corner being it. taken as well by uh, yeah. nobody. There's just no one there, and the corner gets taken. There's no one there, yeah, just like, um, yeah. And, but it's annoying. Like they, I saw one of um, the referee uh, vertical, uh, sorry, horizontal, and about six feet above the ground, just floating around like, <laughs> <in a> horizontal <laughs> position. <laughs> But then it's annoying. They've added things That's to some real try weird and, shit going on. Added things to try and make it more immersive. Like they've added ball boys, so now the ball doesn't just magically appear everywhere. It's like there's actual like the camera will follow the flight of the ball, like a ball boy getting it and throwing it to a player and stuff. And it's like, okay, there's been some thought here. What can we do? The little touches, completely undone yeah. by it being in a <clears throat> terrible engine that took them the two right years now. to make, possibly longer mm-hmm. since they actually finished actively. Like, the last couple of kind of, even before the last full release, it was still kind of only really a roster upgrade and a few other little bits. It's not mm-hmm. changed all that much the last couple of years. It's just un- And, you know, if you pay that extra money to get yeah, the, the premium pack, you'd be the extra content, the premium pack. Well, no, you don't. Well, yeah, but you also don't get that content until later on in November. Yeah. Don't put it out. It's Tragic. the game's not done. It's not finished. Yeah. No, we're near no, finished. It, so it looks like a broken, clunky. Mess. And I'm really disappointed because I enjoyed their version of Ultimate Team and the way it doled out stuff. And mm-hmm. I thought it'd be interesting to see how they can translate that to a free-to-play model. And if it's less egregious mm-hmm. than Ultimate Team yeah. is, then maybe I skip FIFA and I play this. And it's like there's no. I played one game of this. I'm like, there's no chance. I'm either spending no. money. Yeah. To whatever it does to keep that gameplay mode going or putting in the time I would need to not spend the money. I was like, I'm not doing it. Um, I'm gonna their um their manager mode is yep. really well on the last yep. one was really, really good. Like pick a legend. So much better than Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's so much better than anything in uh, any any FIFA game. Yeah. It's just um, so like it's, it's just such a disappointment. So bad, and I'm just like, I'm gonna record I want to record a video of the AI playing each other just to see what it's like for my Joypads for Goalpost YouTube channel. And then I'm, un- oh, and then I'm uninstalling yes. it. I'm done with it. I cannot play anymore. Do that, man. I would love to see I that. I just want to see. Yeah, I want to turn them up to like the highest AI they can and just let them have it and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't play any more of it. It's terrible. 
like mm. when we get to game of the year and we talk do that brief bit about worst games 100 percent worst game i've played all year <laughs> this is bad though for football games as a whole though because that means that that <laughs> what what incentive have EA got yeah. to raise their game if they've got no competition? And that's like there's a whole bunch of like indie smaller games and stuff, and there is that one that got announced at E3. But the problem is, is the licenses, and that's what people like, right? So yeah. FIFA's just going to become like Madden has become, and just have no competition. And people like always rag on Madden, don't like I don't play it, but I know people that just say it just gets crapper every year. It's just a roster update. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And the the same sort of thing happened with their. I used to play their the EA's NHL games, yeah. uh, and after a while they just got really lazy. Yeah, mm. really, really lazy, and yeah. just what I'm worried yeah, about the F1 games. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think Codemasters have got a little bit more. Um, yeah, as long as pride in their craft. I mean, can you name the studio that that, that develops FIFA? Because it's, it's not on. The, it's not on the box. Yeah, Vancouver, no. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, or something like that. It's, it's I know it's a, it's a Canadian studio, but um, yeah, I think Cody, I think Cody's will be all right for the time <sighs> being. But but I have but EA have have destroyed other studios I love. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, there was one last but yeah, thing. Man, um, I think Konami was just that's it now. Yeah, I think Konami would be better off re-releasing like a version of ISS sixty four or something at this point. Yep, get rid of all the license yeah, yeah, shit. Sure. Yeah, like what, do like a like a retro remake yeah, or something. Do a remaster. Give us that yeah. all those dodgy names they used to have, and just give us that yeah. in like four K sixty frames. All the banners around the side of the pitch yeah. and all that, like really cheesy commentary. Use the crappy commentary, mm. yep, yeah, of Peter Drury or whoever the hell it was back then. I think it was someone before him. Yeah, yeah just go for it. Don't even mm. bother trying to compete with FIFA now. You've you're done. <laughs> yep. So yeah, but yeah, no. that's me done. Cheers. Uh, Chazzy. Hello. What have you been? What have you been playing? I have been playing one game, one game only. So not a big long list, but um, I've been back on the Oculus, on the old oh, Quest yeah. Two, and um, oh, I picked yeah, up yeah. the new Bithel game. The new um, Bithel joint. The new Bithel. I didn't want to say. Oh, that. I really. I wish he would call. The, you know how like, um, like Spike Lee just led Spike me Lee. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if every game said like a Mike Bithel joint. Yeah, and it's like boom, boom. I'd love that. Joint. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, no. So I've been playing that. So I've been playing. Um, it's Arksmith. This is new one. And uh, really, let me, let me let me. I'll just explain it from like the the start, right? So you just straight to, to black, press start, away you go, and you're behind a. You're in a workshop, in in a sort of space station somewhere. Uh, you've got a table in front of you with a screen that you can pull in and out. Like that gives you your instructions. Uh, you have a tray on your left hand side, and on your right hand side is like a data pad, like a sort of Star Trekky type situation. Um, and then you've in in walks your new boss, and it turns out that it's your first day as an apprentice, as an arcsmith, and an arcsmith is someone who sort of builds and invents little things that people need. So, um, so you've got this hulking great. These are like a sort of big monstrous sort of almost like a black like a, a blacksmith monster if you can imagine that like a space monster quite a nice quite a nice guy but very grumpy uh and he's got his sidekick with him he's a giant you know those giant tool chests you get in um like mechanics 
you know with all uh, the drawers uh, with all the drawers yeah but it's yeah, one of those with the face yeah, and I'd love one of them talks yeah and it and it goes it moves around on its of its own accord mm-hmm. like a rumba and um that's it that's that's that is the entire environment that are the only they're the only two characters you speak to and yeah guy comes over and says right you're my new apprentice blah 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 here's some parts make us a radio and that's it and you sort of go right okay and he says right well this is a power like, and then he explains to you that you have like a power cell you have a radio receiver and a, like and a radio, and a speaker mm-hmm. and you've got to find a way of connecting them together and you don't have wires as such <clears throat> it's just literally a matter of clunking these two bits together like sort of lego or stickle bricks and um sort of clunk so it's like macgyver yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, sort of. You, it is very sort of everything. It's very sort of snappy. Everything snaps to each other, and there's, you can see that there's obvious connection points. Like certain points will connect to each other, certain other points won't because obviously they're the fascias or whatever. Mm. And um, like the, like the front of the speaker won't connect to your power cell because it's the front of the speaker, and the noise needs to come out of it, right? So. <laughs> There you are with your bits, and you sort of oh, how does this work? And then you sort of pick up, it instructs you to pick up your data pad and sort of waft it at these parts, and um, it tells you right, okay, so this power cell can generate generates two power, and the receiver needs two power, mm-hmm. and the speaker needs to be connected to a receiver, but that also needs one power. And you're like, right, okay, so then you have to sort of attach two batteries to it to together to make four power. And then plug it in, but then you're overpowering and the thing can overheat or get too much electricity and it sort of pops and explodes in front of you and all the pieces shatter like you drop Lego on the floor. So so I said, how do I get around this? And then it explains like you've got um, stuff that can bring down the voltage so you can add another part to it that brings down the voltage or you can, um, there's also parts that are like heat sinks that take the heat away from different parts and then... Mm. That's it. You just sort of clunk it together and you're always constantly going backwards and forwards. You with your little scanner. Right? Oh, how does this work? How does that work? All oh, right. Okay. That's got too much power. That's not got enough. You you can put the thing you've made on the desk in front of you and turn a switch and it can show you how much heat is being generated by each part and all that kind of stuff. And you end up just like sitting there tinkering away for like minutes trying to get like the perfect little machine that this guy wants you to make. And then you make mm-hmm. it, and then that then triggers the next cutscene. And he sort of takes it away and does something with it. So you're in complete silence in this workshop. You've made this radio, and that's it now. Now you actually have a radio in the workshop that is pumping out these tunes. And it's one of the best soundtracks you will ever hear in any video game ever. It's um, sort of slightly massive attack, slightly sort of tricky sort of 90s kind of hip-hoppy vibe with like sort of female vocals over it and stuff but all the vocals are done in like alien language so it's a bit like simlish oh okay and it's yeah but i i just find myself like i've been sitting there for hours and hours doing these things and these songs are just getting into my head and they're just all like they're just amazing they're brilliant and um it's just such a wicked soundtrack and such a lovely idea of like keeping that every song in the environment like everything is to for the immersion like you are in this space station on a you know in an alien world listening to alien music and 
yeah, it's wicked. It's just absolutely brilliant. So you've made your own radio. You've got a radio in your in your in your uh, workshop now. Guy comes over. Right, we need this. We need that. And then slowly but surely, it just starts with everything you make. Everything you make becomes a little bit harder or a little bit easier. Or, but it all everything you make is giving you part of a story that says like eventually you kind of work out that there's an inter through rate the rate bits of going off on the radio and what the guy's telling you that there's kind of an intergalactic war going on mm. and the space station you're on is actually like um an area that's being fought over or is being coveted by both sides hmm. and what you're making can help the resistance or not help the resistance and there's all this kind of like, and then the story just spirals off from there. And all you are doing is sitting, tinkering with these little machines, Very clever, trying yeah. to make them work, trying to get the voltages to work and trying to make sure they don't overheat and pop. And it's just such a lovely game. Like I say, the tinkering just feels amazing. It can be a little bit tricky sometimes where some of the bits, it, when you put something complicated together and you want to take one part out, but it's actually connected to two or three other pieces and you end up taking a whole... Mm -hmm like section apart and then you have to rebuild it and trying to remember what went back where and there's bits like that that are quite convoluted and a bit annoying like it's also very like everything snaps to each other and sometimes that can be a little bit um hard to actually pull apart because it's not registering properly and stuff but once once you're into it and it and if you do get a bit of a rhythm in it and putting things together it's yes yeah, it's, it's incredible i could just sit there What's for this hours. Called again? tinkering away arcsmith it's got big um hard space ship breaker energy about it it's um it's that kind of really subtle tinkery tinkery kind of in space game hmm. um that i seem to keep falling upon time and time again but um yeah i'm loving it and uh, like i say it's that he's obviously learned from subsurface circular and the other games like that and the way that he dulls the story out um bethel like into this hmm. And it's all just through these two characters interacting with you and getting you to build stuff. And yes, that's it's a it's a brilliant game. And I I'm surprised that not more people are talking about it. But I'm guessing because not a lot of people yeah, have got really. quests. Yeah. Like you know, it, it's just not been. Would it work in any other one context of the best games. or not? <sighs> no, I don't think it would because I think you need to have that tack. It's it's very tactile. Yeah. It is Sounds literally like, like it, yeah. everything. Everything looks like a. It, it's all square parts that all clunk together, and you need to clip pick them together and, and twist. Stuff, and yeah. yeah, you need to pick it up and play with it, and then you like you get a little arm that you can attach parts to, and mm. you know spin it around and look behind it because that's one of the first things I was thinking. I was just making these like very elaborate, tall, thin like, bits of equipment, and then I realised, oh no, this is there's three dimensions to this and I can actually make stuff go back. Yeah. And, you know, I can create depth with the parts that I've got as well as, you know, with the verticality as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just brilliant. Like I say, I'm just sitting there for hours, sweating away into my headset, tinkering away on these bits of equipment. And like sometimes I'm just thinking, oh, I don't, don't want the next like bit of cut scene. I just want to make another bit of equipment. And then, you know, I clunk the last bit together and then, oh, okay, and then the guy comes and stomps in and he's annoyed or whatever. And I have to sit through this cut scene. And, but to have to say, having to say that, the cut scenes are incredible and incredibly well acted. And there is that palpable sense of tension of 
what am I in the middle of? <laughs> you don't quite know what's going on mm-hmm. at any time. And his moods are a s- swing as well. So you you never get a, you never you never get a sense of what's really going on. Mm. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm near the end now. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a brilliant game. Really, really enjoying <clears> it. And um, like if you've got an Oculus, like I think I picked it up for like 15, 16 quid. Mm. And it's it's worth every single penny. It's just brilliant. Like I said, yeah, I I'll send you the soundtrack alone. Well, the soundtrack's by uh, Dan Lassac. Yeah. Um, who, yeah. Uh, people remember his his work with Scroopy's Pip. Um, ah, right. Okay. That yeah. all makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. But no, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. There's literally tunes on there, genuinely, that I've, I've bought to <clears throat> just listen on my own at home. Hmm. Yeah. When I'm working and mm. stuff, yeah, it's brilliant. Really enjoy it, and uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, thoroughly recommended. Nice, another great game from Mike Biffle. Um, yeah. If I had, uh, oh, well, I, I will get one eventually. I, I know I will. I reckon there'll There's, be deals. there'll be a game that. Uh, yeah, I know there'll be deals like um, here and there, but, but it's still it's still expensive. It's like the price of a console. Uh, yeah, essentially. It, right. it's more expensive than a Series S. Just for the headset, um, but uh, it's like two. It's, it's three three nine nine, right? Yeah, or is it, uh, or is it two nine? Like, no, it's two nine nine. Two nine nine, I think. Two nine nine, yeah. Two seventy something. Yeah. In a, it's like two fifty for a Series S. Yeah. Um, at retail. Uh, but so. to be fair, like I've probably played as much Quest Two stuff this year as I've played on all the other consoles as well. Literally, I've got. It is yeah. my favorite console. Like I've played a I've, lot of Beat Saber. I've played a lot of like Arksmith. Yeah. Um, the cart, like the stuff we've been playing in the set of Corsa. Mm-hmm. Um, the driving stuff that I've been doing off the PC, Half Life Alex as well. Yeah, it's. I'm getting the use out of it. Mm-hmm. I really oh, I'm am. Just, yeah, I'm sure it would get the use. Uh, Zoe's really interested in it because she wants to play Cooking Simulator in VR. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because you've got um, like job sim, you've got job all sim, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of good games. Mm. But um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Maybe I'll one day, one day. My name, I really want to get an Apple TV next, uh, just so I can play arcade games on the <laughs> on a big screen. Mm. Yeah. Uh, also, the smart TV functionality of my smart TV has always driven me fucking insane. It's so <laughs> slow. That it would be nice to actually have something to hand to offload all that work onto. Yeah, that's why I got um, my Nvidia Shield because like that does all the kind of Android Google stuff. Yeah, yeah. But also I can offload a lot of that kind of YouTube and Twitch and all that other stuff onto onto that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well worth it. Oh, well, I'd like to. Oh, it also like, runs um, Steam Link as well for us for a Shield. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I want to get an Apple. I, that, but I think that'll be my my um, Black Friday purchase. Mm. Um, Apple usually has a sale on, and I'll I'll see if I can pick up a uh, an Apple TV because a, a, a regular price is like one hundred and forty quid, something like that, which is a lot more than like a Fire Stick or a, yeah. a Chromecast. Um, but they it will run Apple Arcade games, so <laughs> and I've already got an Apple Arcade subscription, so you know, why not? Nice. Um, shall I talk about what games I've been playing yeah. then? Yeah. I've got a few. I've got a few to route through. First one, brand new, hot, uh, hotness is uh, Bejeweled. 
I've been playing a lot of Bejeweled. <laughs> um, I've got Bejeweled Classic on my, on my phone. Um, okay. So I used to play a shitload of Bejeweled back when it was on like Xbox 360. Um, one of the arcade games on there. But Bejeweled Classic's got like loads of different modes. Most of which I've never touched. Diamond Mine, Poker, Butterflies. I don't know any of these. Ice Storm. And there's like Classic. But then there's like Zen Mode. Mm -hmm. um, whereas like no timer or anything like that. You just play Bejeweled. And you go through the level. And you keep going until you fuck yourself. And you can't make any more. You can't make a match. And then it's game over. Um, yeah. And that's happened to me quite a lot. I've played it for like... 10 minutes and then i've managed to screw myself and i can't match three and i'll uh my my high school was like 1.5 million at one point and I, I never i don't know when i got that probably a few years ago but i'd usually get to up to like 500,000 points and then the game would be over this current game has been going for on for about four months and i'm at 18.9 million and i don't dare stop because i'll never wow. see a score like this again ever yeah this is my the highest <laughs> score I've ever gotten in a dumb dumb fucking mobile game. Um so like every like little chance, like if I'm like uh you know, um having a cup of coffee in the morning and like got the news on or whatever, whip the phone out, play a little bit bejeweled. Um if I go into the office for the day and I'm just hanging around my lunch break, whip out the phone, play some bejeweled. Um I've been playing an insane amount of it, like in little tiny slices for the last few months just on this one game um i don't have anything particularly you know insightful to say about the game at all it's bejeweled yeah it's but it's like it's really addictive it's hard to stop i've watched i've half watched so many tv shows because i've been playing bejeweled <laughs> it's not good um what else have I been playing? Uh, more Ring Fit Adventure. Oh, nice. Um, that game's been getting more and more um, <clears throat> intense yeah. as you go through. I haven't been keeping up with it every day like I told myself I would. I really should. It's hard like to, a, right? Uh, like, it yeah. is. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it's been getting more, more and more intense, but I found that the more I've played it, I've been getting like my stamina has been getting better so that I can I can handle playing like longer timing sessions. Like there's a timer in the bottom left hand corner, but it will but it only ticks up when you're yep. actively doing something. Yep. If you're actively doing one of the exercises or jogging on the spot or whatever, that's the only time it ticks up. If you take a break for whatever reason, you stop for a second, the the clock stops. Yep. Um and so like I've been trying to increase by increments the amount of time the amount of like act active exercise time i do in any session and that's been going up and it's been getting easier and easier to do that uh, but it introduces more intense exercises as you go um and that's been it's been it's still tough it doesn't get any easier it just gets more manageable <laughs> uh it's, it's a damn good game um Zoe finally played a little bit about it, a little bit of it earlier, and uh, I think she like she she only had like a sort of short session, but I think she understands a little bit of like it's hard to it's it's have you played it at all, Adam? Uh, yeah, I've played a fair bit. I'm quite far into like that yeah. single player story mode thing. Yeah, um, it's really hard to understand until you actually play it, just how intense the yes. workout it is. Like especially 
Every time you get to the end of one of the worlds and you have to fight that black demon guy, like yeah, those battles dragon. are so intense. And if you happen to fail at it and you have to start from the beginning, it's like imagine, I don't know, falling off a treadmill and then having to start again from the sec- the last minute, the first minute. It's brutal. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard though. You yeah, think it's, it's nothing. Tough. And my wife just thinks it's a yoga ring and doesn't get it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's way more than that. Come on. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. It's like uh, some of the exercises, like when, when you've got to like hold the ring behind your head and like squeeze and hold and then do that like 30 times or whatever. Um, you think, oh, that's not going to be, that's not going to be hard at all. Yeah. And then your arms are screaming at you. Yeah. By the time um, you've done it for like the 50th time, it's like, oh, no, yeah. this is hard. And the little, the little like mini games where you're jumping for the yeah. rings, uh, jumping for the coins, like by squatting, and you got to like squat to like different, you got to squat down to different heights and then hold it there, yeah, and then jump so that you get all the coins without hitting the bombs. Um, yeah, so many little cool little mini games and stuff in it. it it's it's a it's a really it's a solid workout. It's not like um, we fit. No, not at all. Like, like we fit the Connect Fitness games. No. We fit. You could or kind of game, like and yeah, the Wii games. You mm. could just not even move and still win, right? Nothing yeah. like that. There's no real way. I'm sure there probably are ways to trick it, but not. I think you still got to exert some effort, no matter what, right? Yeah, yeah, and also like, what's the point in gaming it? Yeah, like you've got the game, you might as well exercise. Yeah, um, yeah, they're good. Really like it. Um, I've played a little bit, but not a huge amount, so I can't say too much. Of River City Girls, which I've had sat on my computer oh, for ages, right. uh, and I never got around to watching it. It's uh, watching it, playing it. It's the um, spiritual successor to River City Rampage, yes. which is back on the NES or yeah. SNES. I can't remember yeah. which one it was on. Um, NES, and that was like a side-scrolling brawler sort of game where you played a bunch of like greasers. Um, uh, like res- trying to rescue your girlfriends from some bad guys. Uh, in River City Girls, you play the girlfriends trying to rescue the boyfriends from a bunch of bad guys, and it's like, um, I've not really heard much about the studio that that that, that they did most of the development way forward. They've done a bunch of games. I looked at their Wikipedia, and there's like a did load they do of the games Shantae on there. Games because those Shantae they- games are incredible. Yeah, um, oh, I've yeah. never I've never played them. Yeah, um, no, they're, they're brilliant, mate. Honestly, because like, and also they they play with like some of them are slightly like sixteen bit looking, or some of them are more like um, mm-hmm. that new sort of um, Monster Boy. The, was the oh Dragon's yeah, the remakes. Quest. Yes, Monster Boy. The remakes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're more like some of them are more like that, but the um, yeah, but the actual games, the actual they're so tight. Like their their controls mm. are just brilliant. They always just control so well. I think the, the the artwork for those games always made me think of like um, early two thousand Sega yeah. output, where it's like this this could go one way or another, and I don't know which way it's yeah, going to go. Yeah, there's definitely certain ones that are good and certain ones that are not not yeah. don't quite hit the mark, right? But yeah, um, but yeah, R- River City Girls is is them in conjunction with Arc System Works, who are, in my opinion, like the the absolute kings of um, fighting game genre. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's it's a uh, I've I've from what I've played, I actually enjoy it a lot more than I did the the, the recent like Streets of Rage 
um, no, sort of really. soft reboot. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad game at all by any stretch. It's really good. But when you make a game like this and Arc System Works have got their hands on it, then it's it, it, you know it's going to be incredibly tight in it. The combat is so tight. Um, yeah. It's visually incredible. Like the, the characters are good fun and the soundtrack absolutely slaps. Uh, it's on Game Pass on PC. I'm sure it's on Game Pass on, on Xbox as well. It's absolutely worth checking out. Uh, I'm going to definitely be playing a lot more of that. That's um, so why I, I wouldn't mind playing co-op with someone. I, I don't, I, I, it's got local co-op. I'm, I'm assuming it's got online co-op as well. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll jump yeah. in and give you a round with that. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, it looks dead good. Um, I'll talk a little bit about Sable. Um, mm. I haven't played a huge amount of it, maybe a couple of hours. Mm. Um, Sable is if you took Breath of the Wild and took out all of the survival stuff and the combat and then set it in a Mobius painting. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. Um, yeah. I can't think of a better way of describing it. It's um, it's really, really cool. It's like <clears throat> if you if 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 you just wanted like a um, really, really chill, um, you know, exploration, third person, um, open world exploration game without any, any stress of like resource management or combat or anything like that, um, or environmental hazards, you just, you just go out, you, you, you play a character called Sable. Um, she's a young member of this particular tribe that lives in like this. I don't know, post-apocalyptic desert sort of thing. I don't know um, where it's supposed to be. Um, and you go out on your, it's called the gliding, which is like the rite of passage um, where, you know, when, when young people, young members of the tribe become fully fledged members of the tribe. And you just go out and, and just explore and complete like tasks and and missions for people in other tribes and other little towns that you come across and you just go out and you just spend time in the world and it's it's yeah it it does kind of look like a mobius painting it's it's got an art style all of its own um the characters move in a different frame a different frame rate to the world it's Uh, that's one thing that whenever i've watched footage that of anyone putting it up that's really put me off it I find that really jarring. Ah. It's fine. It's kind of it. It's weird. It works. It kind of works. It throws off my um, uh, my FPS clock a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like if I bring up my stats, it's like the computer doesn't know what frame rate it's running <laughs> at because the character's running at a different frame rate from the the environment, and so it's moving all over the place. Um, but I really like it. Uh, I think it's it's a very unique style. Um, have you had any it, trouble with it bugs wise like no a few like collision um issues no, no, nothing that's like really uh and that, i mean that uh, basically like the first bike that you get's got these little wings that stick out the side and every time i went over like a big hill and then landed on the other side they sort of had real weird collision detection problems with the ground but nice. you can change out bits of the bike um, they affect like how it handles or how fast it is, but also like how it looks. And once I changed those out, I didn't have that problem again at all. There's been a couple of moments where the frame rate ch- really chugged, um, but you know it's it's made by 
two people yeah. in a shed. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think they're called like shed works or something like that. <laughs> they, they pretty much just work in like right. a shed. Uh, and it's it's yeah it's it so far it's a really really cool, chill, relaxing, um, beautiful, um, ex sort of you know third person open world exploration game. Really lovely soundtrack as well. The ambient music is. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's, it's like a lot of songs in there by Japanese Breakfast, uh, and there's a lot of ambient music. And I don't know if Japanese Breakfast did the ambient music as well, but it just all fits together really well. Uh, it's another one that's on Game Pass. So if you've got Game Pass for PC or Xbox, you've got no excuse, then check it out. Like, I go. guarantee you, you haven't played a game that looks like it. That's for sure. No, it does look wonderful. Yeah. Like from a visual point of view. Very striking. Yeah. yeah. Um, to complete my um, chill gaming sessions I've had recently, once we've when we've been finishing our Formula One sessions uh, and I've already got the wheel set up, I've, un- I've been unwinding recently with like uh, short sessions on uh, American Truck Simulator. Um, and like you and I both talked about this game a lot, so there's not really much more to say about it. You drive trucks around America. It's it's yeah. it's, it's very cool in a very weird niche way, um, but uh, I find that incredibly relaxing to play. As long as the lorry that you've got, if you're driving a long distance, has cruise control, because if it yeah. doesn't, then you're balancing the accelerator f- for like an hour, uh, and it ends up getting really tiresome. Mm. Um, Oh, speaking of, I should have mentioned uh, while we were playing um, F1, uh, Nick's not here uh, out of sheer embarrassment. Why? <laughs> what happened? In the last race, um, he outqualified me at Silverstone. Um, fair and square. He was faster yeah, over was, one lap at Silverstone. And then we got on to Sunday. Uh, he shot off into the distance. I was struggling to keep up with him. And then and then his race pace started to suffer and I was getting faster. And then we had to enact team orders and he yeah. had to let me past. Uh, and then I disappeared off into the distance and then his engine blew up. Yeah, well, I mean, technically it was the, the thing that controls the engine. The control the, electronics. Yeah, the electronics yeah. controller got so hot. Um, basically, that it caught fire. Yeah, yeah. I like to swap out his parts before. I was faster than than Nick at that point by like a by quite a lot, but I could not Mm. overtake him because every time I got close to him, I was just enveloped in this cloud of smoke that's coming out the back of his car, and so I couldn't make an overtake because I couldn't see where I was. Uh, And then yeah, so I had to let him let me pass, and then we went for a little bit longer, and then we were like forty laps into a fifty-three lap race in his engine. I think it was something like eight laps from the end or ten laps from the end. Something and like then, that, yeah. Yeah, and then then it just went pop, and he just trundled out of the race. That was it, race yep. done. And he'd been like, I mean, that would been a, after about an hour of racing, right? Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so no, he, more than that. More than that. Yeah, it's like a, that, yeah. Obviously, yeah, an hour and a quarter, hour and twenty. Yeah, yeah we weren't yeah. going to restart it at that point because neither of us really like Silverstone. But it's yeah, my local it's circuit, but it's fucking boring. <clears throat> yeah, it's too flat. It's just there's nothing to it. Unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, um, so yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll save some more. We'll sa- we'll save more F one talk for next time. Next on, um, yeah, uh, yeah. The only other like a relaxing game I've been playing is um, Hard Space Shipbreaker, which I went back to for the first time in ages. And mm. 
the game's still in early access and they've changed so much about it since I last played it that they actually just straight up delete your um your cam- yeah. your your progress in the campaign because it would be incompatible with with how many changes they've made. Um there's new um there's new modes that you can play in so you can play like the full on version where like you've got um there's a your your shift time is limited so you have to break down the ship within the, within your within your shift yeah uh but you also have like but you're you having to go back yet. to refill your oxygen and stuff like that and i didn't yeah. like playing it that way so i i select the mode where you where like you still need to go and resupply your tethers and stuff like that but your oxygen doesn't run out and there is no time limit on your shift so you can yeah. just take your time breaking the ship down like collecting all the the bits and depositing them in all the right areas to maximize your your you know maximize your revenue and your experience on it um there's lots of like little quality of life changes that's been that have been made now when uh, what well, is there's like uh, it just like handles and the ui has been been improved they've added a bunch of um extra stuff as well when you go back into your habitat at the end of your shift it's now like a full 3d environment it's not just like a menu and you move around it and like you can like kind of customize this horrible little one room that you live in um uh you put you can yeah you can put like posters and stuff like that there's like communications to read from the weird awful um like a corporation that you work for but then there's also they've introduced like a new character so you've always had that like um southern dude who talks you through yeah um your 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 job uh and like introduces new elements to it but then there's a whole other character they've introduced now who works for the same corporation but is also on the side trying to unionize the workers um and so there's this whole other storyline is that because i and before, like, you start breaking down the ships and then eventually you start finding these ships that were, like, derelict and nobody knows what happened to the crew and it all gets a bit spooky. Yeah. Um, you find but now there's this... pads on them and stuff, don't you? And you can, like, yeah. infer bits of information from those. And, and yeah. that stuff's still in there, but there's also now this whole other subplot with, like, secretly meeting to organise a union okay. um, uh, against, like, the horrible corporation that you work for but that but that game's just like that's one if they ever made a vr update for it that would be oh, it God. that's i would automatically so have Ill. to go and get I'd a headset also, I'd, yeah like, like like a heartbeat yeah but and it's cool it's just like you just break down ships big spaceships and you have like some valuable bits go in a barge some bits go in the processor scrap gets sent into the furnaces and you're just floating around in in zero g, using your cutter and your grabber and your charges and other yeah. bits and stuff to to break a ship down. And but again, it's like we were saying with Arksmith, you're just you're just tinkering away. Mm-hmm. How do I how would how would I get this out of here? How do I get this reactor out without severing without it fl- without it melting down? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And without it melting down, and mm-hmm. you know, what's the best way to lift this out? What panels can I chop out? And yeah, it's just just sitting there and just breaking it all down methodically and. Yeah, yep. it's great. I love all that. Mm. It's like a, it, it's it's weirdly like a bonsai tree. Do you know what I mean? You just there and you just sort of pick at it. Yeah, and yeah, it's great. It's it's an incredible game. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how close they are to ever getting it to like one and officially releasing it. Um, but I'm assuming that's why it doesn't have like VR support 
and it's only on PC at the moment is because they're just making sure they get the game right first and then yeah. they can look at like porting it to consoles, putting out a VR version, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Uh, but it's been in early access for a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, real good. Real good. No, really like it. Game. It was on one, one of my games, games of, what was it? Games of the year list. I think yeah. Last year or the year before. It may well be on mine at this rate. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, and anyway, the last thing I want to talk about is um, I don't want to say too much about it because um, one of us doesn't have the opportunity to play it, unfortunately. Uh, and I don't also want to spoil it, and that's Deathloop, um, which is the unfortunately um, console exclusive only on PS5 for a year. So, Adam, you won't be able to play it until next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. It looks really good. Sucks. We- it is really good. I've, I've finished one complete playthrough of it and got one of the endings, and I really like it. At its core, so it's Arcane Studios who did, you know, Dishonored um, trilogy and like, and you know, less successfully Prey. Um, and it's a sort of like first-person uh, assassination game, like Dishonored, but um, there are multiple targets. And there are elements of like roguelike in there, uh, and it's all wrapped up in a sort of like Groundhog Day time loop. Mm-hmm. You play a guy, a, a guy called um, Colt, who um, is like the head of security on this island where the everyday loops, and you decide to break the time loop. And in order to do that, there are these seven visionaries, these seven targets, and you have to call, kill all of them in one day to break the loop um but they are but the thing is you can only the, the day is split up into four quarters like morning n- uh, noon afternoon and evening and different visionaries are spread out amongst the different four areas of the map uh, the four different zones at different times of day so you're going through and you're killing the visionaries and following these leads and working out how to get them aligned in a way that you can go through an entire day and they will be lined up so that you can kill all of them and break the loop um you uh, every single uh, all the visionaries have like um these abilities um that are some of them are very um dishonored-esque so like shift is like the 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 warp uh, whatever ability was from dishonored where you sort of like jump forward or jump up onto a, uh, a ledge or whatever. Um, there's like one that that basically is like telekinesis. There's one that makes you invisible, and so on and so forth. Uh, and there's also like loads of cool weapons that do interesting things. Um, if you die, or if you finish the day and you reset any of those that you got, you lose, like in a roguelike. Except you can gather this. Um, this material called residuum uh, and infuse things so that when you die or the day resets whatever causes the day the the loop to reset you carry that stuff forward so then it starts moving a little bit away from roguelike sort of game where you're 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 building a loadout that you take through from loop to loop so it's not just that you're uh, learning so it's one of those where you how carry the stuff world over. works. Okay. You, you get to be able to like nice. start carrying stuff over. Um, 
and then it becomes like uh, just like a puzzle game of like how to line everything up, how to complete these leads. Uh, and it does not really hold your hand. Um, it'll tell you the general sort of thing you need to do, but it won't tell you how to do it. It won't tell you specifically where you need to go. Um, there's a lot of like, um, quite opaque puzzles and weird clues like cryptic clues um and you've got to do a lot of thinking and i've had to do a lot of like whipping my phone out and taking a picture of something i've seen in the world Ooh. because it's a clue to something i need to do somewhere else in the world to complete a puzzle and there's a whole lot of stuff like that like it's not just a mindless you know murder trawling game it's like it's really made me scratch my head hmm. And a lot of places, like the, some of the puzzles are fiendish. Like I've finished one loop through, and there's still so much about the world that I need to um, need to work out. Um, on top of like the other endings to get and and whatnot. Um, one of the interesting wrinkles about it, um, which is I guess is in a lot of the marketing, is that one of the visionaries is a character called Juliana, who, unlike the other visionaries, um, she's like Cole. She remembers every time you go through a new day and she's trying to stop you breaking the loop and she can invade your world at any point um, and she can be either AI controlled or if you're playing online she can be controlled by another player um, hmm. and it's kind of like the you know invasions in like Dark Souls oh, okay, yeah. or, um, or uh, Watch Dogs um, and you can also once you've played a little bit uh, there's a separate menu option where you can uh, instead of like jumping into your main game you can jump in and just uh go and invade other people's games and it's got its own progression tree and everything um but that stuff's really really good because it's like it's one of the things i really liked about dark souls and a lot of people feel a bit contentious about um that aspect of it but i liked like you start going through um especially something like dark souls you start getting into a loop it's like oh, okay i'm gonna farm this area for souls and it's like you you have a particular run that you're doing and you get comfortable in it and then suddenly someone else invades your world and then you're not comfortable anymore and then suddenly it's like you have to actually fight for your life um and it's like that when when juliana invades because you get very comfortable you're like when you go through these areas so many times you're like okay i know exactly where the enemies are i know my route from where i start to the visionary i want to take out uh, it's going to be it's going to be totally smooth, no problems whatsoever. Bang, Juliana's invaded, and then suddenly the whole thing's turned on its head. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not going to be for everyone. And I imagine if it happened to you a lot, especially towards the end, where you're trying to work that, when you're trying to complete that final loop, um, it could get tiresome. But I just I think it's a really really cool aspect um, that it didn't even need to throw in there. Like it didn't need a multiplayer. No, um, but it's a cool thing to add, right? Like, um, it brings like yeah. another level to it. And even if you've played it offline, yeah, I guess it. it creates a replayability, right? Like, uh, yeah, ran and exactly. even more it's random element. Boring by the sounds yeah. of it, doesn't it? Like, yeah, it does. Got yeah, that threat. Then you know it's never ever going to be you know that boring. Or you yeah, know, and it's, it's, and it's never a tough get repetitive. Maybe you will ne you will never be able to sort of level that criticism at it. Yeah, and it becomes tough because like, Juliana has a power that, that none of the other visionaries have and it's also not a power that you as Cole can get. And that's like a masquerade where she can she can become any of the other enemies 
in the the world. She just needs to walk up to them, use the ability, and then she looks like them. And so suddenly you're not just looking for Juliana, who looks very, you know, has a very particular look. You're looking for anyone who is acting suspiciously and and not acting like an AI. Yeah, Um, funny stories of like, you know, people just standing there and then suddenly seeing an NPC hurtling across a rooftop or something. Yes. No, that you see then it's like, okay, that's the that's the other player that's invading. And you like yeah. and then you know where they are. Um it's a real like cat and mouse game. Um I did some some invasions with um into Nick's game and we were both on comms <laughs> together. Um and we were just like taunting each other um, <laughs> while we were playing this little cat and mouse game. It's it's really good fun. Um I want to do some more of that, like invading someone I know and doing it on comms. You need to stream you invading Nick or Nick invading you and make that into that, the yeah. whole, whole thing. That would be quite fun. I'd enjoy that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's an incredible game. And it's like, as with every arcane game, it has like a very, very unique style. Like the world that they built in Dishonored is unlike any um, anything I'd seen before. Uh, I haven't played enough Prey to really comment on that at all. But... Yeah. Deathloop's got this such this, this such a weird style. It's it's like somewhere between like um uh what was that Are We Happy we Few? We Happy Few, yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Like bits of it remind me of We Happy Few's but the style, not not the game, but like not you know game, that yeah. that's that you weird know, like off sixties mm. like like late sixties, early seventies kind yes. of aesthetic yeah. yeah it's very very it's very like yeah late 60s like but but like but off kilter something's not quite right about it um like a modern take on that if that makes sense yeah kind of it's hard mm. to tell when it is mm. i think it's it's actually like when you're playing it it's like sometime quite a long way in the future because oh, it's yeah. just looped so many times but it's stuck in when they went to when when it first went to this island and first started looping, which looks like it was sometime in the sixties, there's like animated cutscenes whenever you progress the storyline, which are like really really Saul Bass, um, like Alfred Hitchcock sort of yeah. um, artwork uh, animations, and they're really really cool. The music is there's a lot of like sixties elements in the music. It's it's really really good. Um, yeah, I love it. Um, it's going to be a serious contender for game of the year for me so far. Um, cool. Fantastic game. Um, it sucks that it's a, an exclusive, but it, I think it would have been exclusive one way or the other though, because if they'd um, if Microsoft had got the deal done with Bethesda before Sony had made the deal, then this game would would be on Xbox and not PlayStation. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah. So at least this way, it's coming to X. It will come to Xbox in like a year, and it'll be like yeah. Game of the Year edition, and maybe there'll be some DLC or something in it. I don't know, but um, yeah, it is a it is an incredible game. Um, I've played, like I said, I played through one complete uh, and one com- one completed loop where I've killed all the visionaries uh, and got a particular ending. There's at least two more that I know of. Uh, loads and loads of challenges and secrets and stuff to find and then I will quite possibly in six months time it gives you the option to reset cult's progress in the game which is like wipe everything and start over from the beginning I'm probably going to do that 
I just play the whole game through again um, because it's that good. Nice, nice. It's so good. Yeah. And they solved the, the the problem that you had that a lot of people had in games like um, Dishonored, where like um, you're going for one particular way to play through, and if you got it wrong, you're kind of fucked, and so you save scummed, or you didn't. Um, because you forgot and then you're like well i'm gonna have to start the level over again because i was going for you know the perfect low chaos run or whatever Deathloop, it doesn't matter if you fuck up just reset the day it doesn't matter at all in fact you can't save there's no saving when you um reach a different quadrant of the day that's when it saves so if you if you need to quit or whatever reason um then it just sends you back to the beginning of that quarter of the day. Um, okay. If you if you die, like you can die up to three times. Uh, if you die that third time, just sends you back to the beginning of the day. Um, if you fuck something up and you want to go, th- you can literally just wait through to the next day and just reset it and start again. Um, so there's no real consequences. Like you'll lose some residuum. You might lose an ability that you picked up that you had, didn't have before, or maybe a gun. Um, but um, you'll have learned something new about the world, yeah. Uh, and then you can just reset it and start again. So the um, thing is, there's a lot, a lot about this game when, like, mechanic from a you know design point of view that sounds mm-hmm. just right up my street. But the problem I've got is that I've never really liked how they uh, like arcane games feel, right? Kind of their, their mechanics, as it were. <clears throat> and that's the only thing that's keeping me from picking it up is like I don't want to pay 50, 60 quid or whatever it is for this game and then go oh I don't, don't like how it feels it's it's fun to a degree but mm. just you know I think you'd really like it but yeah. um, if you think it's a risk just just wait a year and it'll this be on Game Pass, Pass like, yeah. this is what I'm thinking yeah mm-hmm. I'm sure when it comes to Xbox it'll be day one Game Pass yeah cool yeah. But I think it's incredible. Um, nice. And I'm, yeah. No, I can see why I'm you really would think it. that from like everything I've seen and heard about it. It does sound like just, it, it sounds like it's actually trying to do something a bit different. Yeah. You know? I think we, we're going to try and some... do, um, Nick's going to try and play some more of it. He hasn't played, he's only played like four or five hours. Uh, yeah. And Ger over at um, Geekachu has picked it up and he's going to play a bunch as well. And then we might do like a spoiler cast. Nice. Nice. Um, that well, actually, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll, we might do, I might, yeah, I'll wait until actually probably wait until everyone's like beating it, and yeah. then we'll do like a spoiler <clears throat> cast talking about it because like, oh man, that story goes some places. Um, <laughs> it's real good, but yeah, uh, Deathloop, it's incredible. If you've got a PS5, um, then Get on it. yeah, pick it up or you know, or pick it up on PC or wait a year and grab it on Game Pass. If you if you're that patient, um, but yeah, I bloody loved it. Bloody love it. Um, but that's all I've I've played. Um, any other business? Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think so. No. Cool. Good. Um, should we wrap this up then, so Adam can get back to playing more <laughs> eFootball 2021? E-football, that's it. I'm I am not playing more. The best you're getting from I'm me. I'm really tempted to download it, man. I really want to download it. <laughs> just want to see how bad I, it is. I was. I watched it and I was just like, this looks. This looks so off. Yeah. This looks you know, like so broken. I need. I need to feel what it's like. Out football games. 
Yeah, there was so it, many yeah, back it then. Like, feels like a game from then. Yeah. It's free, so yeah. what's the worst that could happen? Sure. <laughs> you know. have that attitude, and then tell me if you feel the yeah. same way before that first game's over. It's, it's uh, no, no, I'm sure I'm going to absolutely hate it, but like, it's kind of like I need to feel it for myself. I need to feel how bad it is for myself. It's also very easy yeah. to get all you the know. trophies and the achievements by the looks of things, if that interests people. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. you could, technically speaking, do them all in one game. One match. Because um, it's all simple things. Like, I got one for saving a penalty. There's one for scoring a goal. One for scoring a hat-trick. One for taking a corner. Like, it's honestly that simple. Um, so, yeah. We are just putting in these achievements because we have to. Yeah, because it's like... a full release, so it has to have them, right? Yeah. It's a... Do you want me to have a quick look? On... <laughs> I want to have a quick look on Steam and see what the... The reviews are saying eFootball 2022. Here we go. All reviews currently overwhelmingly negative is what is listed <laughs> out on Steam. Um, thank you, Konami, for this joke. <laughs> this game is blanked out. This is the worst game I have ever played. Um, <laughs> someone here is like you know you can ask for um, you can get refunds on Refund. games if you've if you bought it and you played less than two hours or something like that someone here asking if it's possible to get a refund on a free to play game <laughs> <laughs> yeah I almost want to send work out what my salary is in an hourly rate and send Konami a bill for half an hour <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like... oh man it is like there's not a I can't see a single positive review here. I'm like four pages in. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's why Steam needs to address that. It says overwhelmingly negative. They just need to change it to all negative. Yeah. Complete and well, I'm sure there's like, like a few thumbs up. Is there up. a way to filter by? I'm looking. Oh, here, positive. There's 710 positive reviews. What? Jesus. How many people work in that studio? I love it. Yeah, Don't or- go with the herd. <laughs> Try it by yourself. Yeah. Definitely. Someone wrote GG. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's some like real joke ones. This in game there, has not made has made me laugh more than any other game that I've ever played. Five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna read through some of these and have a good chuckle. Nice. Um. Yeah. Uh. Well, thanks very much for joining, gentlemen. No worries. I'll see you guys in another six months. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> see you at Christmas, mate. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. Game of the year. <laughs> yeah. Um. Thanks very much for for all listening. Um. As always, you can find us online on Twitter at at LapsGamer. Um. You can find our um, Formula One shenanigans over on the LapsGamer Radio um, Twitch channel. Uh, you can find Adam's adventures in <laughs> 60s folk music and terrible football over at... Um, what is your Twitch handle? Uh, A-Ducky84. A-Ducky84. That's that. Um, yeah. yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Cheers. It's been a fun chat. I've enjoyed yeah. it. Um, it nice to catch up with Adam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to be on sooner. <laughs> yeah, damn straight. We still need to do a bloody quiz. Oh, yeah, I still have it. Quiz it's on my drive. Quiz, Next quiz, time I take quiz, a day quiz. off, we'll figure it out. All right, we'll do it. Nice. Good. All right, nice one. All right, well, thanks very much, and we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah.
Bye. Bye.